coming up, we're talking about the legacy of Ghostbusters and teaching you how to make your very own ecto-cooler-themed adult beverage. All that and more on this episode of Dispop. Dispop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. That's right. You got two chair swizzles in this one episode already. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and today we're going to be doing a very special episode of Dispop where we talk all about the Ghostbusters legacy. So that's going to include the movies and all that jazz. Okay, originally this episode was going to be a um, arts and crafts and drinks version of Dispop. However, I had an injury earlier in this week that sent me to the emergency room. I am fine. No worries there. Uh, it's just uh, disabled one of my hands a little bit. So, unfortunately, while we were filming the episode, I wasn't able to do the craft in the normal, uh, you know, my speedy, crafty manner. So, the episode was running a little long. So, what we're going to do is split the episode into two. And we're going to have the Ghostbusters Legacy discussion in the first part. And then, in a couple couple days time when I'm a little more healed we'll get the arts and crafts video we'll we'll finish that up but we got a really cool craft coming your way maybe I'll put the picture right here there it is and so that's a little teaser but you'll see that coming up in a couple days but for now here's our episode hey everybody welcome to the show I am your host Rhino Clavin and joined with me this week is the stay puffed to my marshmallow man the Gatekeeper to my keymaster. Oh, that again sounds a little too. It's Oliver Green. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me. Very clever there. The first one um, in England, a puff is a derogatory term. The stay so. puffed. Stay puffed, but I will. We, uh, as you can tell by my shirt and our references here, we will be talking about all things Ghostbusters this week. The new movie is out, and we figured why not talk about the legacy of the fi- of the of Ghostbusters in general. Let's just. Get started. We are going to do a drink, and this one is going to require some ecto-cooler. For this drink, you are going to need some vodka, blue curacao, melon liqueur, and of course, ecto-cooler. And along with that, a fun garnish. Some Ghostbusters marshmallows. First, we're going to do half a shot of vodka, half a shot of blue curacao, and a half a shot of melon liqueur. Then you're gonna to wanna to add your ecto cooler. Oh god, that's good. I am stirring this drink because I don't wanna shake this one because you wanna eyeball it because you wanna put in the right amount of ecto cooler so it stays green. I've got a little booze hound down here. So then I've got my little Slimer marshmallow. We'll just put them in there for, for good measure. So, oh, my, my marshmallow guy, inflated, but marshmallow guy, I call him Slimer, which is also the name of this drink. So, see, because we used Ecto Cooler, calling this drink the Slimer. Cheers. Wow. Do you like it? Mmm, that is really good. Yeah, I'm gonna eat this marshmallow before it gets too gross. Mmm. Eating the spirit, drinking the spirit. Oh, the jokes. I found these marshmallow guys. They're not flavored or anything like that. They're just straight up marshmallows. The Ghostbuster marshmallows, I found them at Walmart. 
guess you can find them wherever marshmallows are sold, but I had some trouble finding them. Uh, there's also supposedly a Ghostbuster Twinkie out there, because you can't talk about Ghostbusters and not talk about a really big Twinkie. Um, 23-foot Twink. So, I found these ones, but they're just regular with the Ghostbuster symbol on them. But they're out there. There's apparently the, these one filled with green, and that's the, uh, the Ecto Cooler. Or, I'm sorry, the Key Lime. Key Lime Slime. That's what it's called. Which sounds amazing. Oh. God, yeah, that's good. Alright, so Ghostbusters has a very full and rich history, I feel like. Um, I, when I was a child, um, the local video store had a contest um, where if you, you, you could enter to win a copy of Ghostbusters on VHS. Now, this is what was before DVD for your... For your generation. VHS. Yeah, <laughs> um, is this when the world was in black and white? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did I did all the questions and I actually won that uh, VHS and I had that like for a long time, like straight up to it. Like it, it broke several times, like it, but it was still able to play in the VCR and everything. But like I loved Ghostbusters, I was really into the cartoon show. In fact, I was terrified because one episode of the cartoon show had to deal with the boogeyman, and I was convinced he lived under my bed after that episode. So, it's it's been a while, and so Oliver and I actually just this weekend um, we decided we were going to watch the two movies um, to kind of get ready for the new movie that's coming out. And I thought it was fair to have those fresh in our mind as we went to watch this movie. Now, when they cast this new movie, were you upset that it was all women? Did you care? What was your original? No, I think it was a nice spin that they uh, put on it, having an all-female uh, Ghostbuster cast and changing the gender roles around. I actually liked that. I thought it was very clever. I like all the people in it. Like, I like Kristen Wiig a lot. I like Melissa McCarthy. The two of them together. I mean, bridesmaids. I can't wait to see the two of them interacting with each other again. Um... I didn't really know Kate McKinnon or Leslie um, Leslie Jones, is that her name? Um, yeah. From Saturday Night Live, but I've since known them since they've been cast, because I went out to search their stuff, and I think they're both very, I think they're both funny, so... It's a solid um, cast, it's a shame it's... Well, well and Paul Feig um, uh, is, who directed Bridesmaids, The Heat, Spy, like, he's got a slew of good, solid movies that are funny. Yeah. And so, like, we should be much more trusting, but this backlash about the women being cast and everything, it's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate that the movie couldn't be made. I, 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 my thing was, is I was, I was a little upset, like, maybe that it was necessarily a reboot as opposed to just kind of existing in the same continuity. Yeah. You know, I kind of wish this was just years later and maybe it was picking up the story. But I think we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about one of the TV shows that has spawned from Ghostbusters. So let's start with the original Ghostbusters. Let's talk about this. So when was the last time you saw that before this weekend? Um, when I was very young. We're talking like single digits. So it's been a long, oh, wow. long time. That's why I really was uh, on the ball on making sure I watched it to refresh my... Um, young brain on what Ghostbusters was. I haven't seen it for a couple of years. Um, I watched it in uh, at CityWalk here in Orlando. Um, every now and then on the sa on like a Saturday or Sunday, they'll do five dollars in the movie theater here and play the old movies. That's and awesome. so I saw Jurassic Park there on the big screen before they re-released it for the anniversary. And I saw Ghostbusters there with my roommate when I like first when I, within the first year of moving here, and it was great. And that was the first time I'd seen that in a couple of years, and I loved it just as much as I did when I was a kid. Now I watched it this weekend too, and I watched it from a from a, a perspective of 
like I feel like I was being judgmental this time versus before just knowing it's a movie I've loved and enjoyed. So yeah, um, I I love this movie. I love Ghostbusters. I love the idea of the. I love what it is. Not that it's a comedy. Not that it's a whatever. I love that it's like people. You invent these machines that fight these ghosts, and it's funny, you know. But it's not that it's necessarily a comedy. It's like how Buffy—I wouldn't describe Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a comedy, but no. it's very funny. It is. It's, it has comedic elements. Yeah, and this Ghostbusters is part of that '80s genre where it's it's cross genre, where it's like Gremlins was horror, yeah. but a little bit funny, or um, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Terrifying, but also funny. funny. Almost self-aware, like it's aware of itself almost. Yeah. You know, without being like the horror aware becomes of the comedy or something. You yeah. know what I mean? And and um I think that's what, what kind of appeals about Ghostbusters is that cross sector. I mean, plus you've got a cast that's Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. um Oh my goodness. Um Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, you know, um Rick Moranis, it just Sigourney Weaver. It's just it's an amazing cast and uh it's it's very it's a very quotable movie too. Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of one-liners in this movie, you know. Um and it's good. It holds up. So I I I mean I think it holds up. I Craig's given me this argument where he thinks it's a product of its time. He thinks the special effects are like hokey a little bit or whatever, but it's funny you should say that just very quickly on that very specific thing there. I feel like they've always stayed true to the effects because when you look at the effects in this film and just from what I've seen on the trailer for the new film, it's it's very similar. Like you can tell they look a lot better on the new film, but they they've not tried to like redesign anything. No, like, it's the, the ghosts are still that semi see through like yeah, slimer. Semi- they all remind me of slimer in the hotel in the hallway. But I, I mean like even just like the, the from the proton packs like the. Uh, the, is it a the beam stream? Of light? Yeah, the stream, the stream yeah. that shoots out across, across the, the stream. There you go. The it what sh- what it shoots out is it almost looks identical. It just looks like a slightly updated version, but yeah. you can tell it's the same thing. It's got I the same really sound and everything. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy about that. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't I don't know if there's a lot to be said about the original Ghostbusters that hasn't been said. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's kind of like one of those movies that I think was maybe almost an accidental good movie. I was just know? about to say that. I feel like... Um, my dogs are my dogs are here for this episode. It, we had a storm earlier, and so... He, he's, he's a Ghostbuster, so he senses it. So now they're both in a disturbance. So I apologize for that, but... Anyway, yeah, an accidental good movie. Like, I don't yeah. know, you know... I was just about to say the same thing. I feel like all... Um, good 80s films were made completely by accident like they didn't even mean yeah. for it to turn out as well as it did so. it's it's a weird that's that weird 80s thing though it yeah. had a lot of like you know what I was thinking about Footloose the other day and Rocket come on buddy I was thinking about Footloose the other day um, because I, I was thinking man the remake of that is terrible it sucks and um, but it is straight up like re- it's pretty much the exact same story and I was like, it just didn't translate as well. And then I was thinking, like, ah, oh, it's, well, it's a small town where nobody's allowed to dance. And then there's a priest that hits his daughter. And, like, it's just one of those, like, you can't... It's an 80s thing. It's a product of the 80s. And I think about that in terms of, like, Gremlins as well. Like, I would love to see another Gremlins movie, but it's because I love Gremlins. But at the same time, I get why it could also not be successful today. Because we're not used to that funny monster gore. Like, you know, that weird... Subgenre, yeah, cross genre, subgenre, like it's a bizarre thing. But 
What I was excited about is we then went on to watch Ghostbusters 2, which if you, I just bought this at Target. I had them, I have them both on um, the special edition DVDs that had come out, but um, a friend of mine, Tyler Allen, gave me this one, and then um, I thought, well, this one was on sale at Target, Ghostbusters 2, and it was on sale for $8, but it comes with a movie ticket for $7.50, so with my Target card plus this, I knew I was going to see the new movie, so I was like, oh, whatever. I just got a free DVD for seeing the new movie, so I did that, and in my mind, Ghostbusters 2, when I was a kid, that was the one that was always on TV. Yeah. It was so I like had that one recorded off TV. It was always the one that it. This is the first time in my like adult life I've sat and watched it and really paid attention to it. And it, I was a little worried going into it because it always made me feel uncomfortable as a child. Um, Why, Rhino? Why did it make you feel uncomfortable? The Vigo makes me uncomfortable, and Janos, the uh, Janos, the the guy that was into Sigourney Weaver's character. You just don't like European people. Yeah, they just European people are terrible. That's why we left. So this is why we don't have Dispop UK yet. <laughs> no, um, it just it was a weird like I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't when I was a kid. However, watching this now when we just watched it, I loved it. I. Yeah. I think it's just as good as the first one. In fact, well, go ahead. You, you I was going to say, I think a big part of that is that uh, they managed to get everyone back from the original. Yeah. It was the same Oliver cast. can't stop talking about so this. He was surprised. So clearly he really had like, never seen the second one. Because number two, I hadn't. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. Ooh. And I really was expecting. I've seen the first one. You know, normally sequels suck. So you can't blame me for... I guess. I just That's crazy. i just never given it the time of day. But no, when I watched it, I was so delightfully surprised the original cast really brought it you could tell that it um, it had got a much higher budget because the effects were there well the opening we so we watched them kind of like one one day one the next day and the the so this is the 4k version of this one um and then the ghostbusters blu-ray it was very grainy so whatever yeah. stock they shot that on it just kind of can't be improved it can't be smoothed out anymore i guess i don't i don't know because i don't think that's the 4k restoration i think this was the original blu-ray restoration but it's just it. The second one immediately, you're like, "Wow, everything's very clear, very vibrant." Yeah, you yeah. can just tell that they had the budget for the for the higher grade cellular. Yeah, but you know, on top of that too, I mean, barring one or two, like not even qualms, just like nitpickings. Yeah, I I actually think it. The second one's a little smoother. I think that like it, Peter Peter Venkman specifically, Bill Murray's humor blends in with the other Ghostbusters so well in the second one. I don't yeah. think this movie's getting as as much credit as it deserves, to be honest. I'm wondering if it's because they all worked together previously, and then with the success of the first film, it was kind of like it, it united them all. So when they come back to do the second one, they were already friends almost, so yeah. it made it a lot easier to work with each other. And whether that you know translated and came across on Well, screen. you know what else I also made the argument? When we watched it, I was thinking, the second one is all about this slime that feeds off hate. Yeah, and it's in New York, and you know, which is a city that is very known for like people cursing each other out and stuff like that. I'm walking here, you know, all that, yep. and maybe because of the events in recent times in the last month here, it, well, around the world. I, 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 excuse me, I don't mean to diminish anything that happened in Europe or, yeah. or you know, in, in Texas or anything like that, but. Um, or it was Texas, right? I'm sorry, it's, Dallas, Baton Rouge. Every, the world is tearing itself apart right now. I'm wondering if maybe this movie is much more relevant right now because of those events. That it feels like 
this movie is now having that message of because the slime reacts to both negative and positive energy, if that maybe it just is resonating with me more because it, it's it is sending that message of being like be better and yeah. and we can be better and when we are better better things happen you know um, so I would make that argument that that this movie may actually hold up better now because of events that couldn't be known at that time you know the storyline is much more similar of a film you see nowadays like Zootopia where it's just this whole it's got it's got the social commentary other. this one's yeah. got social commentary whereas the first one's just kind of Ghostbusters. Which even, like, for a, of its time, when was uh, number two made? I'm assuming um, it was 84, the 80s as well. 84 was the first one, 89 was the second one. So it's still the 80s. You know, that's something that, I suppose it was late 80s, but you still didn't really see that in the late 80s. It's a very modern thing to uh, have that that narrative arc that is, oh, sorry, that storyline, not narrative arc, but the storyline that is be good to Ties into another. the social, yeah. So. Yeah, so it's, it, it's well, well, let's not say that because Captain EO. Come on, that's all about changing the world and being. We can change the. No. Okay, and that's the singing portion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, my dogs don't even like it. Oh my goodness! But, um, yeah. So, guys, please. So I would say, if you haven't seen Ghostbusters two in. A while. If you have this or weird thing... If you did what I did and oh. just wrote it off, because a lot of people do. Well, it's got a weird stigma in its head, but a friend of mine was like, oh, no, I love this segment just as much. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I'll give it a shot. And um, I do. I like it. I mean, you know, it's got a couple weird... I, I think to myself, like, the ending's got the Statue of Liberty. You know, the, yeah. that Statue of Liberty scene. I won't specifically say what it is, because in case there's people... That are going accidents like Oliver that haven't seen it and okay. um, that like well there's a state puff marshmallow man a giant marshmallow man in the first one so I think the uh, Statue of Liberty is quite alright it's it it narratively wise does play very similar to Ghostbusters in in a certain sense but I don't understand why this one didn't immediately go into a third one so I'd say I, I want to I want to hear what people have to say about it watch this again tweet at us at Dispop Show comment on the YouTube on the YouTube the YouTubes the YouTubes and um, let us know I, I just I'm curious to see what everybody says so so that went on but um, in the meantime between Ghostbusters 1 and 2 there was a very popular cartoon show that I watched as a child the real Ghostbusters do you know why it was called the real Ghostbusters not got a clue um, so there was a show actually um, years before this that was called Ghostbusters, and it was—it's weird. I saw it once when I was younger, and it was like they—it uh, wasn't the same symbol or anything like that, but it was like like there was an animal involved. It was a very weird show, and so there was a copyright issue. So it literally, had, it's a legal thing. It was nothing to do with. Yeah, but it was similar, <laughs> and they like were looking for ghosts, obviously. Oh. Like so, but it, it was like I think the... there's like a bear or something involved in that one, and like. The, you know, it's not like four human yeah, scientists. Nothing to do with thing. the hit film, though. No, no. So, but it, like a weird way that they couldn't have it be called like just Ghostbusters. So, um, the cartoon show very popular, um, and you know, I was I was a big fan of that. Um, and it's it's one of those shows that like they don't really make scary shows for kids anymore. You know? 
Yeah. Because it was, it had that little bit of a horror element. Because I watched the first two episodes. No, 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 you watched a different show. Oh. I'm talking about the 80s Ghostbusters show, so. The one I didn't watch. Fun fact, though, the guy who did the voice of the Peter Bankman character in Ghostbusters uh, did the voice of Garfield in the cartoon show. Oh. Do you know what that means? Bill Murray played Peter Bankman, and then Bill Murray played Garfield in the live action. It's a weird, it's a weird oh. parallel thing that happened, like, by accident, I feel like. I might actually be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's true. But anyway, regardless, so there was a very popular cartoon show. I used to have, like, Ghostbusters toothpaste. Um, I had the proton pack. I had the trap. Um, Did it make your teeth ghostly white? It was, like, bubblegum flavored. It was dark blue toothpaste, too. It was a weird... I just saw a photo of it the other day. Um, it was great. If I can find a photo, I'll overlay that on the video. But uh, there's a part of me where I really want to do, like, a... An eBay search to see if I can find it, but oh. I'm pretty sure it won't be good for adults. Either. Yeah, but no, I wouldn't use that. I've got visions of you like trying to squeeze it out into the brush <laughs> and it just like like powder flies out. So there, the Ghostbusters show was pretty popular. It was on for several years, and then eventually um, it was canceled. So I, I I left my laptop in the other room. It had all these notes in it, but it was canceled in the early '90s. Um, and uh, that was weird. There was just kind of like uh, no Ghostbusters around for a while, except for like Ecto Cooler. And the juice boxes were still around. Slimer slowly started fading from that. Then they renamed it something else, and then they got rid of the flavor completely. But now it's back. It's back. And I've got to ask, does it taste, because we never got it in England. Oh, I was going to say, try, the, try it straight up. But. Does it taste like it did when you were a child? From my memory, it tastes, it tastes the same. Except for, I don't think it was green when I was a kid. I know everybody thinks it was green, but it wasn't. Uh, this one's only 10% juice, too. I just saw that. Yes, no, yeah, that's scary. This. But um, I like it. Some people have said it's very sugary, but I, I, they've the ingredients are a little different because since then and now, some regulation, <laughs> regulations have changed. But but it's still, it's good. I'd recommend trying to get your hands on some, if only just for nostalgia reasons. So, And this drink is actually like really good. It's incredibly good. This one I'd definitely go out and make because... And it's not overpoweringly like alcohol. I mean, it's it's altogether a one and a half shot of alcohol. However, like blue curacao and uh, the melon liqueur, so you can use Midori, melon, whatever. Um, they're like very low percentage alcohol. I think they're maybe even single digit alcohol, maybe the lower double digits. So it's not... It's barely it's essentially an just listerine yeah. in a bottle, yeah. isn't it? And like that, I should have said earlier to do the kids' drink, just pour the Mecto cooler and give them a little slimer in there and call it the slimer, the little slimer, marshmallow. But um, so anyway, so I'm not going to talk about this thing yet. But um, in the later '90s, I had you watch this show. There was a show, uh, kind of a revival, which I was, I think, just the right age. So it was like '97 when it started. So I was 12. And um, it was called Extreme Ghostbusters, another animated show. And it was awesome. And it had Egon was in it. And he, it, Egon and Janine and Slimer, and they basically recruited a new team of Ghostbusters to help them fight ghosts. And so what it is, is it's Egon, um, it's, you know, years later, I think it took place in, it, at the time, present day, so in the yeah. 90s. And Egon was a professor at a local college where he taught, like, paranormal studies and um, uh, so like four kids are in the class, but some they're digging a new subway. They crack through, a, a, you know, like a tunnel they haven't found before, and some ghosts get out. A demon gets out, or whatever it is, and Egon tries to stop it, and something happens to him, and the kids kind of 
go after him and then they decide they're all going to be Ghostbusters, more or less. I'm, I'm very much paraphrasing this, but I had all, uh, it's all, this Extreme Ghostbusters is all available on Hulu Plus, if you have Hulu Plus. Um, and so I noticed that the other night and I was like, Oliver, watch the first two episodes of this show. I have since watched seven or eight episodes, but maybe even more than that. I watched it while it was on TV too, though. Yeah. I, and I, cause I really enjoyed it. It was on right around like, it was some, sometime on between three to five. So I was home from school around the same time as Power Rangers and, um, Fun fact, the reason why I don't like Pokemon is because as soon as Pokemon started airing, it was in the same time slot as Extreme Ghostbusters, so that is after it had been canceled. So I always blamed Pokemon for canceling that show, which is not the fact. I I read up on it later, and actually I was watching re-aired episodes of this cartoon show because it actually aired in the morning, and that was a mistake too. So what did you think of this this show? Um, Yeah, I was delightfully surprised again with this show I know we've actually I feel like we spoke more about the show than we did about the original films just because of uh, how impressed we were there's a lot of uh, really intricate storylines with this like stuff that you don't see anymore in kids TV not that I watch a lot of kids TV but but I mean we grew up we've grown up we know how it's changed since we were kids yeah but also, what was crazy about it is it, it essentially I never understood why they had so much trouble making a third movie because this show for me, it was the perfect way to make a third movie. Yeah. You get one or two of the original cast members, and you go from there with a new group of people. Like that's, It was doing that before shows were doing that. Yeah. So, and actually, this is one of the... This is a direct sequel to the real Ghostbusters, the original cartoon show, because in the finale of this series, the real Ghostbusters are in it. All of them. And they're all the, the voices... Mm-hmm reprising their roles and so they like it's the two teams teaming up together that's the original people that voiced the original yeah which one of them one of them was dave coulier Uh, oh uncle uncle uh uncle joey oh from full house oh i know who that is okay all right all right i'm just making sure you've seen full house but yeah but um yeah um which i guess on the show dave coulier only voiced the character in like the last one or two seasons it was a there was a thing where like half the cast left however the Egon voice is the same Egon voice but the Janine is not the same but but anyway that's regardless um yeah so the show picks up like I said with that and like obviously it's very mature there's very like Incredibly. yeah and I had to read up about it and it was aimed at teenagers it was it, yeah. and there was a lot of boundary pushing stuff with the ratings in there because there's the so first of all we're going to describe the group that is the made up of the extreme Ghostbusters. So yes. Egon's like the mentor. Yep. There's Eduardo, which is the Hispanic um, kind of I want to sarcastic, say kind of almost thuggish, but not. Yeah, like, like like the very like I don't care, but I do yeah. care. You know, like trying to. He's he's very image based. He's very eighties stereotypical teenager. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, he's got he's got the goatee. He's got the earrings. And yeah. And then there's um, there's uh, Roland, who is the um, the African American. Um, like he's he's voiced by Giovanni. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, what is the hell his name? Um, from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, it's Carlton. Really? Yeah, Rabisi. R- I don't know his name, but that's Giovanni. Giovanni Rabisi. He was on Dancing with the Stars. I should know this. Um, I'm going to look it up. It's crazy. Really I love it when you find out little things like that. Well, there's another voice in here, too, that I'm going to tell you in a second. Um, Is he going to knock my socks off? 
It might not. It might for like people that are a little bit younger than you. It depends how you feel about this movie. But I'm just gonna check real quick. Um, oh my gosh, I was way wrong on his name. I feel terrible. It was Alfonso Ribeiro. 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 Who's the heck is Giovanni? I don't know. I just feel like I want that fancy name now. Giovanni is a little like Italian or something. Yeah, sure. That's not like a normal like. But it, anyway, Carlton. I love Carlton. So I, I love that he, his voice is is perfectly cast as his character yeah. too. And then there's there's a the goth girl Kylie, and she's she is the only she's one of the few. Well, Roland wanted to take the class too, but Kylie is into paranormal studies because. Yeah, she's on a quest to uh, talk to her long-lost grandmother, um, who passed away. Grandmama. Grandmama. Um, Which, again, this is like a really deep storyline to have on a kid's TV show, because, and not to give away any spoilers, but, like, she she kind of makes contact with her, you know, deceased grandmother in the first two episodes. I can't remember if it's the first, or what she believes to be. It's like, yeah. And it's, this is like, I remember watching it like, this isn't for children. Like, (laughs) this deals with some pretty serious stuff. Oh, yeah. I wish, I I mean, I told you, you should keep watching, because the third episode is straight up dealing with racism, and like, um, because it starts with a bunch of teenagers um, defacing a um, Jewish temple, and um, the ghost in this one, or the, the, the demonic presence that they're fighting is a golem, which in in like um, lore, Jewish lore is, um, you know, he helps protect them. There's an episode of Supernatural about it, um, so I knew what it was, and it's just like there's a scene where um, we didn't we didn't finish talking about all the characters. No, we didn't. Garrett, there's Garrett is the fourth Ghostbuster. So we have Eduardo, the the Hispanic like image kind of tough guy trying to yeah, be cool guy, the cool guy, guy you know describing him and then um we've got roland who is very much like his specialty is he loves to build he builds stuff yeah. he's like the mechanic kind of but but at the same time he doesn't strike me as the mechanic because he's very much like sweater wearing school going he's very responsible but he basically says he can build anything so he's the yeah. smart very smart guy studious and then kylie who's the goth kind of believer she's the believer of the group she knows egon she loves his work and then we have Garrett, and Garrett is a um, disabled, like a yeah, wheelchair wheelchair bound um, uh, a, um, adrenaline junkie. That's the word I'm looking for. To say he's handy capable is an understatement, though, because I've oh, seen yeah. that man pick a lock with his chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this the show actually won an award for um, portraying um, uh, handicapped people in that manner, and, stuff. and you know, That's so really it was good. it was really cool. It was really cool to read that. Um, but So none of these characters necessarily fit into the stereotype of what you would think of who they are either, which is great. And they kind of acknowledge that on the show. So this show, for me, was ahead of its time for that alone. But then, um, so why did I ask, why did I want to go back to Garrett? We were, we were talking about Kylie and the thing. Oh, in the third episode, with the Garrett, like, you know, meets his friends for, uh, and they're playing basketball and That's then... It. And then Roland's with him, but then they're like, we don't want to play with your kind. And I'm like, nah, they can't be talking about it. This is a, this is a cartoon show. They can't be talking about that. Children's no, then show. they straight up, they talk about it later, and they say a thing. And I was like, I can't believe this show is like, about being racist. And blatantly, too. It was They said it. like It wasn't anything like, it didn't tiptoe around it. So Yeah. It's, it deals with some really heavy topics, but I think it does it well. Well, no, yeah, and there's there are like creepy episodes too. Um, Eduardo and Kylie have kind of a weird 
sexually tense relationship. Oh yeah, you've got to talk about that part. That that took me by surprise. That one line in the, in one of the episodes. Yeah, where, it, where she's basically she's like, "I'm not a screamer." And there's a weird glare and a pause, and there's no way it is not interpret, interpreted as it is. And I was like, and then I read about it afterwards, where they said yeah. that's the relationship that pushed the rating of the show. I wasn't even talking about that line. Oh. I'm talking about the other one where he outright says, what? Like, someone questions him about something, and he goes, what? She's legal. That's the line in one of the oh, episodes gosh. referring to the girl. And it's like, this this is a child's cartoon. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> this is not okay. So if you've never watched the show, get on Hulu Plus, watch the show. I highly recommend it. I think it was a great sequel to that show. And I really wish they had kind of pursued this in the film aspect because I thought it, I felt like it brought in everybody. It didn't feel, didn't feel like it was overt. Like I wasn't being beaten over the head that they were like, well, we've got to make sure we've got a girl and a Hispanic and whatever. And, it was just kind of like, it felt natural, it felt modern, and I thought it was a great way for the franchise to go. Yeah. And so, check that out. Then, if we fast forward a couple years, we got this Ghostbusters video game for the Wii. And for other systems as well, maybe, I believe. However, um, the great thing about this game, I don't know if you know this, every one of the original cast members of the movie reprised their role. So it's yeah. Bill Murray, it's Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Harold Ramis... Sigourney Weaver, they're all the voices in here. So this is a, was essentially billed as the third movie. Now, I thought it would be cool because it's on the Wii, and at that time I had just gotten a Wii, so I was like, oh, it'll be cool because you shoot the Proton Pack and everything like that. And it was fun. It's good. It's very story-oriented. So it's very, like, follow the story. Which is what you want if they're selling it as a third film. You yeah, want to have that story. Th- actually, if you go on YouTube, um, and, well, you are on YouTube, I guess, watching this, but um, <laughs> if you search for... This, this somebody edited like painstakingly edited this this game down to make the narrative like this is the third movie. Um, I just got it on a DS the other day for DS, and I'm curious to see how it'll play out without using like my hand to be the proton, the proton pack, mm. and see if it plays differently. So I will see how that shakes out. When I was a kid, though, I also brought this out. I this Ghostbusters two for original Nintendo. Is that a record? I want to beat you over the head with this. It was super hard, but great. But it basically, it starts, you're in the sewer, you've got to use the slime pack. It's, it was, and this was before you could save games. Oh my god, this game was so hard. I was hoping to do like gameplay of all this and capture and talk about it, except for I had the injury on my thumb, and I, I was like, oh, I'll be okay, it's my thumb. And now I'm realizing how much you use both thumbs at once, and you like texting, playing the video games, whatever, so... Um, another thing we always talk about in this show, comic books. Um, there is currently a Ghostbusters comic book by IDW Publishing. Same people that do the Bats of the Future ones. Exactly, and we will be talking about that in another episode as well. Mm-hmm. Now, this is actually, I saw this and I was like, oh, I'm going to read this. This is series three. So this is basically like season three of this comic book. Um, there's another one called Total Containment and um, like Mass Hysteria. Now, those two came before this, I found out. You can get them in graphic novel form, or, um, excuse me, trade paperback. They're not graphic novels. I made that mistake earlier on the show. Um, and read up on them. So I haven't read through these too much, because I, as I was reading the first issue, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm missing out, because this is a continuing storyline. Um, this current one, Ghostbusters International, they're traveling the world and like fighting ghosts all around the world. So like the first cover's New York, the second cover's... Uh, uh, Italy, the third one is... What was that, Italy too? Two Italy ones? And then... That, number five is definitely Italy. Yeah, number... F- 
No, that says this is Paris. Oh, that's the Louvre. The Louvre. Now we've pulled out of Europe. I don't know. Uh, these European countries just get together. so confused these days. Uh, but this is an ongoing series. I don't know how long it's going to go on for. The the one before this was like twenty issues. The one before that was sixteen. So we'll see. But um, I love the um, the art direction in this and everything. And from what I read, it's very. I mean, it's continuing the movie story, but then it's got other characters. But it also has like Walter Peck is in it, and you remember him from the first movie. He's the guy who shut the containment unit down. Yes. Um, you know, and then there's there's like a couple of other characters. There's um, like this girl Jenny, who's also like, oh, you know, she was a, a rival of Ghost Smashers firm. Which, if you know, um, the original title for Ghostbusters was Ghost Smashers. So there's a lot of fun like know. nods to the whoever's writing this is clearly a fan of the the, the thing. Whoever's writing it, yeah. I can I can read right there. But um, so check this out. You could probably get all the issues right now because I think they're only up to issue six. I have five right here. I know I got another one, though, because the cover started looking different. But um, that's out right now if you want to get your Ghostbuster, like your classic Ghostbusters fix. They originally started doing it as one-offs. So there are a couple of, like, short storylines. Like, it's four issues, and it's about yeah. this or whatever. Where one is the Ghostbusters team up with the cartoon Ghostbusters. And I have two of four of those issues. I refuse to read the trade paperback. I want to find all four of the really issues. interesting. So. Just one thing as well. IDW, um, they, on their website, they've got a really good section where you can either buy the paperback or you can actually download, uh, do the digital download. Oh, that's nice. Um, and it's like, it's so much cheaper. I mean, comics aren't expensive anyway. They're like $3.99 each. $3.99, $4.99. Uh, yeah, yeah they usually rate in there. Yeah. Like the, if you get the digital download copy of it, it's like $1.99. So if you're interested oh, nice. in reading these or you just want to like, you know, dip your toe into the water, go on on their website you can actually get the digital copy yeah um, for you know next to nothing really and i love that it's like stuff like this like that we love like back to the future there's two back to the future comics out right now because there's citizen brown as well yeah, we'll get they definitely that, know but... their audience so i've got citizen brown i'm enjoying that it's yeah good yeah and i i've got all the back to the future so we'll we'll get into that and um it's a good time to be like fan a passionate if you've been a passionate fan of this stuff for a while like it's paying off i feel like yeah. there's a lot of places to explore this so Ghostbusters is to me just such a weird um, franchise that just seems like it it was begging for a modern day film because for me it's like the special effects have come so far and that's not what defines the special effects however like there's so much like we we love that kind of like paranormal horror movies The Conjuring yeah. uh, Insidious you know stuff like that's very popular right now um, Supernatural has been on for like 11 seasons uh you know, all these, like, crazy, like, the X-Files came back. Like, all these paranormal stuff. Like, why isn't, why wasn't there Ghostbusters? I'll tell you right now, why isn't there a Ghostbusters TV show? I would have loved to have seen a Ghostbusters TV show, a live-action TV show. Just making a prediction, depending on how well this film does, I think you might see one, because it's Ghostbusters everything else right now. Well, there is a Ghostbusters animated film in the works, too. It's mm -hmm. But it takes place in, like, 2050, so it's in the future, and that's how they're avoiding going, like, they're trying to be in a different look at Ghostbusters in a different way. So yeah. we'll see how that pans out. Well, that is our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for hanging around and uh, listening or watching to Two Idiots Talk About Ghostbusters and Why They Like It. Uh, check out the movie in theaters now. Look for our audio-only review of that film. And then, you know, let us know what you think about it. And then in a couple days, like I said, go check out that Arts and Crafts video. And we will... Have some fun making some arts and crafts like we always do. So check that out. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time on another episode of Diz Pop.